right. All right. Hello? Hello, Father. Hi. I'm doing well. How are you? It was pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty easy. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Good, good. Well, I'm glad I was able to, to work out those technical issues. Yeah, that was pretty easy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy, right? Yep. Um, would you care to do a new podcast? Start it again? No. Great. Well, I'm very happy to have you here. A very special guest today is my own dad, William Getz. <laughs> very nice. I'm very excited for him. Very excited for him. Because this, uh, pretty much my whole spiritual journey was started because of you. Really. In reality. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, and it started all with the, with that one movie, The Secret. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that when it started? The secret, the secret. That's that's as far back as I can remember. And I think that was like high school. Was that was the first like spiritual like message or movie that came across that was like really, really like different. And like I latched on to the idea of gratitude rocks and the law of attraction. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that was that was the start of it. I remember you trying to get me to watch. I watched a couple of Deepak Chopra things, and then oh, I remember yeah. there was Merlin in the Crystal Cave, which I think I watched one time. But oh, that, I remember. Okay, now I know. Now I know the time frame. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't really remember Merlin in the Crystal Cave, but I remember that being another one. Yeah, um, that was good. That you it's were good production by Deepak. Yeah. He did, he's done some good work. Was was Merlin in the Crystal Cave by Deepak? Yeah. Really? Well, the Merlin, yeah, Merlin. The, the, that's there were two different. I believe there were two different type of productions, mm-hmm. but they were the same format where he used Hollywood actors to read his scripts, his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mer- Merlin. I think and the Crystal Cave were two separate productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And if I have the names correct. Yeah. And what were they about? Because I remember those being around before. Like, I remember you mentioning those before even mentioning the movie The Secret, which was oh. the brown groundbreaking one, kind of. Yeah, they one was about uh one was about transformation and uh, King Arthur and uh, the, the, the secrets, the, the spiritual secrets that Merlin taught King Arthur. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I believe the other one was about love. Yeah. It was about love and, and he went through it. Great, great production, really high quality. You had top A-list uh, actors and actresses reading. Mm. You had um, oh, I forget the names right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, no worries. That's I just remember you bringing up those two. And then, like, yeah, we watched them. Yeah, they were on VHS. I remember that? Yeah, weren't weren't they an animated uh, movie? It was an animated movie, right? No, no, no. 
know, um, it was this, the characters were read by actors and actresses. Okay. And Puck would stop the uh, take breaks in between the readings, mm-hmm. and then give his spiritual um, interpretation of what was going on. Yeah. So you got to be entertained by the actors and actresses in the storyline, and then you got to hear the spiritual interpretation from Deepak. Yeah. Nice. It was yeah. nice. Still is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need to. I need to watch that. Oh yeah, yeah, they're really enjoyable. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, but really, what started me was the secret. And oh, that, that was great too. That was something I, I latched on to. Very, very much so. Like, I remember this is talked about the law of attraction. And I think that was the first time I ever, like, really, like, dived into the law of attraction. I remember you mentioning it. Um, different things. Be aware of your thoughts and all that. Um, but then the secret was, was really the thing that kind of broke it wide open. Because that was yeah. more in, like, the documentary format. Yeah, because they have all the visuals and the different stories of the different people, and the uh, the real, not basic, but the foundation of things like attitude, attitude of gratitude. That's important. Mm-hmm. That we go through life being grateful for what we have. There's so many people who don't have. We have so much. Yeah. A different degree, but we have so much. Right. Attitude when... of gratitude. And they showed you in this to create mm-hmm. to create what you want your wants and desires yeah try to give you some hints on how, to, how they did it yeah that was a big hit the secret that was huge yeah that was huge I remember that one was like and wasn't it that the, the secret was was following around and the people that were making the secret were following around Abraham Hicks Oh, well, the, Jerry Hicks. Well, the story with that is first Abraham and Jerry Hicks were involved, and then there was some sort of dispute after they, after they cut the movie or the contracts mm-hmm. or something. They yeah. saw so Abraham Hicks, Esther, and Jerry Hicks pulled out. Yeah. But they originally were in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember it being in one of their books that the secret was based upon the work that they were that they were sharing yeah they they uh they created a book called the law of attraction just one book based on that to describe the 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 principle of how the universe works when you start thinking about something yeah yeah because attract what you're Mm -hmm. thinking about yeah yeah and that was that was really that really started me on the spiritual path and so much like the concepts like the main concept i really latched onto was the idea of gratitude rocks and <laughs> how that like the law of attraction was extremely important in, in my day-to-day but also that i could bring other people up or share the message by giving out gratitude rocks oh yeah yep and then by giving out a gratitude rock i'd explain the whole concept of law of attraction that's right you were in high school that's right yeah yeah i was in high school doing right. that yeah you yep. were yeah and it was it was one of the best parts of my day too i know you had a lot of fun doing that 
Oh, yeah, I'd call you and tell you, like, hey, Dad, I gave out two gratitude rocks today. Yeah, yeah, you tell me the stories. That's right, yeah. So, because I, I would usually try to give them to people who look really down and look like they were having a bad day. Uh-huh. And if I was friends enough with them, I'd say, hey, Jasmine, or hey, like, Johnny, like, you look pretty down. Like, where's your gratitude rock? They'd say, what's a gratitude rock? And then I'd go into explaining it. And then nope. I would usually, I would end up carrying like two gratitude rocks all day. Because I would buy them from the dollar store. So I'd like have a whole like little pouch of them. I'd bring two with me each day. And then I would, if I found somebody that was looking down, I would give them one of the gratitude rocks. And it was great. Yeah, that's, a great that's a great thing to do for someone. <laughs> that's is. a great thing to do for someone today. Yeah, really. Sure, it's still a good thing to do today. It's still a good thing. It's still sure. a good thing to do. Exactly. Sure, that makes, yeah. That would make someone happy. Yeah, yeah, right. Like one of one of my favorite Christmas gifts I got was actually a whole bag of gratitude rocks. <laughs> it's the size that I was looking for too. Oh yeah. Which was the big deal. Yeah, Julie found a um, a full bag of them, and so I have like. 50 to 60 of them oh that's great yeah they're all navy blue so i'm excited to have them because i can start handing them out again <laughs> it feels great yeah what, what a great thing to do for other people is to give them an object that mainly just serves as a reminder to say hey wow i'm really thankful for my bed i'm thankful for my refrigerator and the running water in my house oh yeah the uh I remember the message in, in the, uh, I believe it was in The Secret. It was like, when your feet t- when your feet hit the ground first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. you try to, to remember the attitude of gratitude as soon as you start your day like that. Yeah. It's a great thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah, what a great, what a great mindset to stay in that's, all day. That's right, because, yeah, because it, it, it is impossible. Yeah. As soon as you say that, you actually feel a change. In your mindset, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, it kind of goes into neutral. Like you're not thinking about doing things. You just sort of gives you space, and you're just being grateful, and it's, yeah. it's different. Yeah, yeah, it feels really good too. And the amount of things that, because Abraham Hicks, they talk about it. Like so many, so many spiritual people talk about the law of attraction, as if it's just like the law of gravity. Uh, as if those two laws are pretty much equal footing. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Attraction yeah. equal to the law of gravity. Uh-huh. It's just one is one is inside ourselves and it's more mental. Well, not even the law of attraction is outside, but we have more control of that through our thinking. Yeah. We're able to interact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have a little more control over the law of attraction. Right? Yeah. We can attract bad or what we don't want, or, or good and what we do want. Right. So in that respect, yeah. Yeah, gravity pretty much stays the same. Yeah, gravity doesn't really change. No, but, not, yet. not yet. They're working on that. They're, try- they're doing different things. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, to get planes and vehicles to... Uh, to, you know, to float. To, yeah. Yeah, without without 
mechanical power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like magnetism, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I remember the guy Elon Musk was working on kind of a hyper tube, actually between I think Los Angeles and San Diego, or oh, something, yeah. where the thing, the little tube, could travel up to two hundred miles an hour, and oh. it would be like just sustained by magnets. Oh yeah, no, they have that already. They, they definitely that's maglev train uh, trains. They have them. They can go super fast, really yeah. fast. Yeah, really fast. Like, That's great. I think thousands of miles uh, an hour. Fast. Yeah, yeah. I heard it was like up to like two hundred or two fifty. What what he was like planning on? Um, oh, they. they oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sure when there's when there's no friction, when there's no touch of the ground. Right. You you could go really fast. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Maglift trains underground. Mag lift trains. Yep, that's great. It's great. Yeah, great technology. Yeah, they got to get that more places. Yeah, and then they 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 doing it with uh, airplanes too now. Yeah, yeah, uh, using different frequencies to uh, to 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 overcome gravity, using different frequencies inside the, the plane to counter counter gravity so by counter yeah. like it doesn't exist at at when you're doing those things yeah hmm. wow yeah i saw i saw a, a video on the, uh, by david wilcock recently mm-hmm. and he was explaining it a recent video actually and it, and he yeah well the the whole his whole presentation was more about time travel <laughs> yeah focus on time travel which is coming out more and more in the uh in the in the uh alternative type of productions that i'm seeing time travel i'm hearing that more and I'm a lot more of quantum quantum yeah yeah i hear quantum is gonna be amazing like just just with computers yeah um, they're coming up with like a quantum chip where instead of like you know how most computers are normally like from old school they were just like ones and zeros right right like it could be either one or zero and it was that like loads of those ones or zeros would would produce a program and produce like some result that they were looking for yeah. well with a quantum chip instead of being able to only put out a one or a zero as like an output it was able to put out a one and a zero as an output and just by doing that like it seems so small but the fact that they could put out a third output said that they could drastically increase what could be done with computers and computing just by having that third option is Instead of like ones and zeros, which all computing has ever been built on, now there's a third option. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the mechanics of quantum computing, but I am hearing this work. There's, there's like, there's a quantum financial system coming. There's a quantum voting system that's supposedly in place. Hmm. And in Joe Depenza's book, the uh, habit of 
breaking the habit of being yourself he talks about the quantum you yeah yeah you so this word quantum is coming more and more into our yeah (laughs) more and more into our vocabulary in this time i'm seeing it more and more i'm seeing it more and more it's then the the government uh, set up a, a website the quantum if you go to quantum.gov it's the federal government set up a website about the quantum sciences and what their their whole objective is it's just recently hmm. so yeah it's, it's yeah quantum technologies quantum science quantum architecture all, Whoa. yeah all these all these disciplines with quantum in front of it <laughs> now are they just throwing that word out like it's the it's the new trend no no like this is quantum, uh, quantum entertainment quantum yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could do quantum that quantum video game yeah you could do that good good we're we're Maybe. on the verge of a lot of things yes we are like, really we're on the verge of like a lot of technology coming out it yes. just it seems like it comes out slowly and I guess that's because of like they got to make sure that it's safe for the consumer, or like they don't want to like release too much too quick. Because like, you remember when uh when Google Glasses came out? Like I don't know if you remember when they came out, but it was kind of like an augmented reality, whereas it's not like fully virtual reality. But they were like glasses that you could put on that had like a little screen or a little like piece of glass in like the top corner. And it would be able to, you'd be able to tap the glasses and ask it like, hey, Google, direct me to McDonald's for, for, and then it would like project a little image, like where you could see it and you would know how to get to McDonald's just by your glasses. Hmm. No, I I never heard of those. I never heard of those. Yeah. Yeah. They came out about like two or three years ago, um, came out a while back. And, like, they were actually too early for their time. Nobody got them. Like, they were not a fan of them. And then Google stopped producing them. Because yeah. they, I guess they were just too early. Or people thought, like, anybody wearing them was recording them all the time. Yeah, yeah, I would think so, probably, right? You're doing something. Yeah, yeah, like, doing something. And, and you could, you could record with those glasses. Doing something to your eyes or something. Yeah, you could record something. Like, you could record with those glasses. You could do a lot of things. Um, It was like a form of augmented reality that was a little too early. Were they called called quantum glasses? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, they were were just called Google glasses. Okay. Um, But right now, I'm pretty sure Apple is going to be coming out with a pair of, of glasses like that. That are like that are augmented reality, half reality, and then half like it, computer interface a little bit, depending on what balance they have there. But yeah, that's that's gonna be a thing that's that's coming. Um, but same with like a lot of other things: quantum entertainment, quantum clothing, <laughs> quantum uh, some of the other things. But yeah, quantum quantum really seems like one of the one of the technologies is going to shoot us into the future, whether we like it or not. 
Yeah, it's it's. I think it's it's part of uh, the changes. The uh, the changes in our developing of our the changes in our uh, yeah our development. Like we graduate, like the <laughs> Joe Dupenza yeah. has, a, has a chapter called Quantum U. Yeah. And, and, talk, and what what is that? Yeah, what is the, the he, quantum U? He talks he talks about how how physicists used to divide the world into matter and thought. And then later matter I'm, I'm quoting from the book. And later mm-hmm. matter and energy. So first they divided the world into matter and thought. Mm-hmm. And later they divided it into matter and energy. Yeah. He considered all that separate from each other, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Then fast forward, he says, to our current understanding that we are part of a vast invisible field of energy, which contains all possible realities and responds to our thoughts and feelings. So that's the law of attraction. Mm. What you think? Yeah. The invisible field of energy, or the universe, or the vortex, mm-hmm. contains all possible realities, and then responds to our thoughts and feelings. That's really what the secret was about, too. Yeah. Yeah. But Joe Dispenza brings science into you know, heavy, heavy science into it to back mm-hmm. to back it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that I like about him a lot actually is that he does bring all that science into it like i've, I've uh, come to like like if you if you share this information with certain people like the law of attraction and whatnot i think a lot of people just look at look at you or look at it as just like that's that's a bunch of like new school hippie information yeah and and discount it a little bit but then as joe dispenza starts going into the science behind it, right and was watching one of his videos the other day where he said so we know that like and he was just walking so if this equals that and everybody is in agreement on that then this also equals the other thing and we're all there we all agree on that too then just follow this train of thought and he says well all we really need to do is is tap into like the thoughts and feelings of what we want and we're drawing that to us we're drawing that lifestyle whether it's that that's what that new yeah see that whether it's that new job whether it's that new the new lifestyle whatever it may be you, the more you think about it the more you feel it how that would feel when you have it right like the more you're closing that gap of time and space between now and that future point yeah so that's what the secret was really addressing but and then the Joe Dispenza brings the science in and then brings in the word quantum the quantum you and he says can 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 i use my mind to create my reality yeah so that's what the secret was saying that's what Joe Dispenza is saying but he goes into the science of how you can rewire your brain and all you know and all the stuff all the mechanics where the secret was was more about you know ancient 
philosophy or you know comparing it to wise men's sayings and stuff like that and then people who actually created the reality they wanted but there was real no science behind it so but and then joe depenses calls it the quantum you mm-hmm. you know which uh you know a reality where all which which contains all possible realities and responds to our thoughts and feelings so that's more yeah and then he calls it the quantum you said it's mostly like almost like a space similar to the space of the attitude of gratitude when you get into that space it's different yeah yeah would that would that quantum you be considered like your higher self it's that space so, yeah yep it's that space uh-huh. It's that space where yeah. you feel that part of you, where you know, where you kind of sort of you kind of feel that there's no, there's no. It doesn't appear there's any judgment there, or there's no action there, but it's just silence. But it's it's certainly different than our thoughts and our mind. You know, our thinking. It's different than our thinking. Let's put it that way. And when we're when we're yeah. in the thinking mode and we're lost in our thinking, that's a different. It's a different space than yeah you and your higher self yeah so mm. yes yeah, so I so I would say yes he's explaining the your higher self when he's yeah quantum you yeah the quantum you the you that knows everything that you want that's sitting there and everything yeah it's sitting there ready it, it knows what you want yeah it's sitting there ready for you to access it so you can create the life you want sitting there waiting for you to ask and yeah to to tap into the thoughts and feelings yeah and in, and to direct and to direct your life the way you want it by using that creative ability but you know asking a higher part of yourself the quantum you your higher self yeah yeah and yeah and start creating from there uh-huh. or start putting the intentions yeah. in there of where you want to go, what you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, sometimes it's tough to be able to discern what you want from this reality, like what kind of lifestyle you want, what kind of car you want to drive. Like it's that's tough. So what what would you what would you say in like Yeah. if somebody's going through that or how do they how do they get out of that? No, you, you yeah, you're talking about decision making. What how do you de- Yeah. How do you decide? Yeah. Good question. Cuz there's there's thousands of choices. Yeah. Like you can get you can get lost in all the choices. Oh, there's mi- yeah, millions of right? Millions of choices. I heard I heard that uh that back in the day, like really long time ago, maybe 1800s early 1900s that like you would go into a supermarket and there'd be maybe two types of shampoos to choose from. Right. Or like maybe three or like the variety was so much less. Yeah. That you didn't really have as many choices as you have now. Yeah, I'll take the brown shampoo. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the brown one. Yeah. Not, they don't, they don't give you twelve different scents to to choose from no, no. to smell. No. Yeah, the pop- you don't get that. Yeah. Do I want to smell like pine tar or do I want to smell like? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, like straw. <laughs> I don't even. Like straw, exactly. Like straw. Smell like hay. Yeah. Hay. 
know. Yeah. yeah, and that was those were the options. So yeah, especially now you can really get uh get confused. I think the the term is analysis paralysis. Yeah, well that's that's a, probably a good time to, to drop down into meditation and access your higher self where you, you could definitely do that to make a decision for sure. If you drop down mm-hmm. alpha using Jose Silva's technique, you could you could uh, access your higher self and then you ask, what should I do? It's mm-hmm. just like people would would ask God, you know, ask for help. But it's mm-hmm. really important to be specific. You know, not like not just ask for help, say which car should I buy? Yeah. And then wait for an answer. <laughs> which comes through your intuition, you'll get some sort you'll develop over time when you practice this, you develop a pattern of when, when you and when and how you get answers. It might be a, a, a nudge, an intuitive nudge. So, oh, I, I like the red car that I looked at. Uh, I like the black car. Mm-hmm. And then it's important to follow the nudge because that's your answer. But it comes, the answer comes in silence uh, some, sometimes. Yeah. But you, we have to ask the question first and then expect that we're going to be answered because, you know, you're accessing yeah. yourself or God. You're doing it right. And then we have to wait for an answer. Sometimes the answer for some people comes in, a, in the sound of a song, in the words of a song. Mm-hmm. Or if they see a picture of that car they looked at that feels really good. They say, oh, I, th- I yeah. think I'm wanting this one then. Is a following their intuitive feelings or message being yeah. sent to them and say, Oh, I think this one feel, this one seems to be better. Mm-hmm. But we, yeah. we could practice that and get better at better and better at it, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the toughest things or one of the toughest states a person can be in is a state of indecision. And oh, yeah. Staying there, staying there for a long period of time and not knowing how to get out of it. Yep. I think that's one of that's that was that's a incredibly difficult state to be in. I remember uh, in one of the books that I read, "Way of the Peaceful Warrior," by Dan Millman. One of the lines that stood out at one point was the the peaceful warrior, the guy who's like really like down along the, the development road spiritually and, and a couple other routes. He said the, the the peaceful warrior sits when he sits and stands when he stands, but he doesn't wobble. He doesn't he doesn't think about standing while he's sitting. He doesn't think about sitting while he's standing. There's 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 less of the disconnect between what he wants and what he's doing. Well, yeah, that's a that's a great that's a great a great statement. That's. A- yeah. That's a great example. We're, we're yeah. talking about, you know, this, making a decision, though. Making a decision. Yeah, yeah, making it. And, and being an indecision is kind of like that wobbling. Well, state, wobbling, that wobbling. wobbling is more like you make a decision, then you're 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 doubting your decision. You're hemming it. Yep. That's like, exactly. that's more like a wobble. Yes. When, yeah. You know, when he's standing, you're saying the wobble when he's starting to stand he's starting to say in that example it would be like oh should i stand or am i doing this 
Yeah, or should I? Should I write? No, like as he's starting to as he's starting to stand. Oh, really? Should I really stand? Yeah. Do I really want to be standing? Should I be sitting right now? I. As he's. Yeah, and then we're. <laughs> that's that's where the wobble would be. Yeah, exactly. You're you're stuck in the middle. Should I be standing? Should I be sitting? Where, am I? Like as I'm as I'm sitting, I want to be standing. As I'm standing, I think I should be sitting. Yeah. So, like, just talk about such a mentally excruciating kind of ordeal. That would be. That's that's only going on within you. Yeah, like you're going like you're going to the to the stove to get a cup of tea. Do I really want a cup of tea? Is this the right thing to do? Yeah. Or do I want coffee? Is it is it coffee I should have, or should I have juice? And you're like, oh boy, I'm overwhelmed. I should just go back to bed. Yeah, if, if it goes on too long, you will get overwhelmed. So that's when you gotta switch. So yeah, that's when you gotta. That's when you gotta switch over to your intuition, to your spiritual training, and and say, what do I feel like eating, or drink? Mm-hmm. And then and yeah. then and then feel what thoughts or feel better. But when you, mm-hmm. but when we're only operating from our mental capacity, that's where all, that's where a lot of the confusion comes in. When we're only operating from our mind, our thoughts. But when you add your intuition, which you get from your higher self, your inner being, which when you practice through meditation, you get that connection. Then you can switch right over into that. Say what you know? What do I feel like eating? And then you could say. This, that, the other thing, and then, well, what do I feel? You know, and then wait for a, like more like a feel. You know what? That hamburger sound feel sounds a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's a route, and another route that I've found is that I don't. Do I want tea? Do I want coffee? Do I want juice? I don't. I don't know. So the thought is, all right, let me make some tea. If I'm not feeling the tea, then I'm gonna make some juice. See, see right there, you said it. I'm not feeling, or I'm feeling. See, that's yeah. that's the that's the way your intuition, your higher self, talks you through feelings. That's your mm-hmm. that's your uh, yeah. That's your your direction, your guidance. That's your guidance. Your guide. Yeah. That's how you feel. So it's、yeah. important to pay attention to our thoughts and to the way we feel, because the、yeah. the feelings is a message is sent from a higher being to us to guide us. So, like you said,、mm-hmm. when I'm cooking, the, when I'm making the tea, if I'm not feeling the tea, see right there, you said it. If I'm not feeling、yeah. the tea, yeah, yeah, and sometimes you know you have to wait until you taste the tea before you're saying, "Oh, this is exactly what I want," or "Nah, this isn't it." Yeah. Some sometimes you act, you have to make the tea. Before you say no, I'm not. I didn't want the tea. I'm not feeling the tea. Let me try some coffee. Think maybe coffee will do it. Well, in, in that case, then sometimes you have to drive a car you think you might like, and、yeah. drive two、mm-hmm. or three cars. It's like, oh, I've that other、yeah. one. Yeah. This car, I'm not feeling.、It. Yeah. I really like that other one. Yeah. So maybe you come up with a couple options, and then you take action. And then you watch. Yeah,、deal. that's 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 why they have the test drive. You come up, yeah. You come up with a couple options, and then you take action and see how you feel. Yeah. Like if we're talking about、mm-hmm. the decision-making process in general, 
Yeah. Now this is a new, actually a new way. Come up with a couple of options, take action, mm-hmm. and then see how. You- yeah. Yeah. So that so to answer your question, how how do people make decisions? That, that yeah. is definitely one way. That's definitely a way. That yeah. is definitely. Yeah, because I think I think at times you know if you're if you're stuck in indecision, yeah. and you're not trying out the options that you have or, or test driving them, kind of. Or... Well, let's start with what we just said. Like, I, but but what you get into yeah. is important. How you feel when you're when you're in that indecision mode because you're not moving. Mm. And being stuck no. feels bad. Oh my! It's one of the worst feelings. See, see what? It's one of the worst feelings. I've felt stuck many. Times. No, so feeling stuck, especially like you had said, for a long period of time, it just feels. You know, feeling forward, going forward, feels good, but feeling stuck feels bad. And then if you extend that yeah. time. Of being stuck, then the feeling of feeling bad is extended too, and it's like, oh, come on, yeah, right. So, but what that was a good point. Like, what about for people who uh, you know are are in indecision mode and they feel bad? That's to, that's actually mm-hmm. cause you're in the indecision mode. Like you're being indecisive. You're not moving forward, even if it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Even if it's wrong, or even if you have to. Stop and come back and go forward again. That feeling stuck, feeling does not feel good, and then it feels like you're paralyzed. You, you can't yeah. make a decision. Oh, I better yeah. go back to bed. Uh huh. Exactly. Let me go back to bed. And then you go back to bed, and then you wake back up, and the decision's still, still there, there, waiting for you to figure something out. It's it's wait. It's still waiting. You think it's gonna go someplace? It's not going anywhere. Yeah, right. Or if if you have a decision to make, then I, it would probably be good to you know if you're having problems, just write it down. What what you're trying to decide? List list yeah. three options A, B, and C, and then mm-hmm. and then you could you could go you could ask God for help. That's one way. You know, just write mentally, yeah. just ask for help. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. where you. Yeah, that. Yeah, you could, you could meditate um, on it and ask ask your spirit or or God, same thing. Ask you ask spirit for for help, and then when you wake up, you look you look for the answer. Yeah, yeah. There's that way. Another another one is you come up with a pros and cons list that each right. one, and then you talk about it. With That's somebody. right. That's right. You remember that one, right? You remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, talking about things with other people is really, really relieving. Because, like, sometimes we, we feel there's there's a major pressure to make a decision. And it's a big decision. It affects us. It affects other people sometimes. And, like, if we, if we only make that decision with our knowledge, our limited experience... Then we're we're kind of we're not we're not making a fully informed decision. Well, it's good to if 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 it's a big decision, it's good to ask people that have expertise in what you're looking at. If you're trying to purchase something, you know, a house, a car, and then you could ask advice of people, but it's important uh-huh. it's important not to give yourself over or to be trapped by their words. It's important to develop that self dependency where you you we make the decision. But it's good to ask advice of people who have more experience in things. You know, smart、yeah. people ask the advice 
of their team, but like a leader. And then, but they do mostly make the decision on their own. What what feels what feels right to them. Mm-hmm. Let them the advice yeah. of, of other smart people around them. That's what, yeah. that's what teams are good for. If you're on a, you yeah. ask your accountant. Yeah, ask his advice. Mm-hmm. Your attorney. Yeah, and that's smart. Yeah, that's you know? smart. And then even. Even just by doing that, you feel you feel better because now the decision, the weight of that decision has been displaced a little well, you, bit. Like it's not all on you. Yeah, but you also get different perspectives too. Things you didn't think about. Mm-hmm. Well, if you talk yeah. to your accountant and ask him which way is the best way to do this, and he he said, "Well, let me explain to you. This, if you do it this way, you can have this and that other repercussion. But if you do it this way, you'll have this and this benefit." And then. You feel, wow, that was really good advice. I really never thought of that. And then, like you said, you feel it's less stressful, for sure, because now yeah. the advice of of your your person on your team who's more of an expert at that. Mm-hmm. But if we go around asking so many people their advice about this, their advice about that, mm-hmm. you get lost. Yeah, you get lost. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think three or four people is max. Well, if they if they have a yeah, if you're talking about self self development, <laughs> or you're talking about a, a specific thing, if you're talking about self development, then yeah, three or four people max. But if you're talking about something specific, like asking, I don't know, asking three accountants might get a little confusing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. That, that's probably a good route. If if you're having trouble making a decision, reach out to three different people. Yeah, that that's always a good route. Like you know, as Kiyosaki says, as Kiyosaki says, when when you're trying to find a new like attorney or a financial planner or a, somebody to do construction, like you you should be interviewing three people, like. Reach out to at least. Oh yeah, people. that that yeah, that's sort of kind of rule that's been out there a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you're going to do some work, construction work, get three contractors in to give you a price, and then you go with the the one that you feel best with. Not maybe not the cheapest, mm-hmm. maybe not the most expensive. Someone maybe in the middle, but someone you're comfortable mm-hmm. about, you get a good feeling about. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have the yeah. decision making. You know, if you look back in in the school. You weren't really asked to make many decisions. It wasn't even really practice. You went from one grade to the next grade for twelve years, and then, mm-hmm. and then when you get to high school, out of high school, then you're asked to make big decisions. Big decisions. Like what college? What do I do? Exactly. Where do I go? Where I go to college? What do you What do you want to do? What do you want to do for the what rest of, for, for, for the rest of your life? What do you want to do for the rest of your life? You're not asked to make decisions for 12 years, so there's no practice. No, no. And then you get to be 17, 18. They say, "Well, what do you want? What do you want to do for the rest of your life? What? For, for the rest yeah. of your life? What's what, not not for the next four years? Not for the next? What? Co- years. Yeah, no. Like, like what career? You got to pick a career. Pick one. Like even though you and you got to you got to yeah, right? Because you know that'll depend on which college you go. 
Exactly. That'll depend on what classes you yeah. take. That'll depend on what what uh, what career you end what up. What courses doing. You, you sign up for? There's all. Yup. What what friends you make? There's all prerequisites. Well, what do you like to do? I don't really know. I don't oh, really know. Boy. Oh, well, you gotta choose, you, and you gotta choose. Right. Now. You gotta like you got you know a few months. Because time is of hey. the essence, and you got and you gotta be in school. Come the fall, so you you know. Yeah, nobody's asked you to make any decisions of years, <laughs> and you know, they're asking yeah. you to make life-changing decisions immediately. I know, I know. What what a drastic change! That's good, right? Because school's not preparing young people to for the real world. They're not practicing decision making. Imagine if you were practicing decision making for twelve years, you'd, you'd have it down pat. Yeah, yeah, and you know, on top of that, you would know that. Being able to choose, being able to be an undecided major is an option. Yeah. You would know that. You would say, well, I'm, I would like to explore it a little bit. I may want to do science. I may yeah, well, you do, would be like engineering. Be a, I'm not you'd sure. You'd be in control of the decision making process because you would have practiced it. Exactly. And you say, what what do you what do you want to be for the rest of your life? Well, right now I'm undecided. I'm undecided, but I have a good decision making process inside of me, so I'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, I got a couple things that I'm I, I want to. Right, into. right. But I'll take like, care of this. Thing. But I'll take yeah. care of it. Yep. Don't you worry. Exactly. There was there's a book called The Sudbury School. Oh, sure, I read it. I believe you heard it. of it. Well, well, I found it. I found it on your book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's where I first okay. saw it. Sure. Um, it said the it said the Sudbury School, and I said, "Oh, that's interesting." I don't, like, not too many like school books on this bookshelf. It was always like alternative knowledge, new new age things, new new concepts. And the book was about a school in Massachusetts. Correct me if I get anything okay. wrong, but. It was about a school in Massachusetts called the Sudbury School, and what they did at this school was like revolutionary, where they would ask the kids what they wanted to learn. Yeah. And yeah, and I was I was yeah, reading but, that, and I was going. What age were they, the kids? They were all ages. They were from first grade, first grade all the way up to I think like high school age, okay. and. They would all they'd teach all the students together, and the older students would help the younger students with like math. Everybody, you would have a class with first graders and like fifth graders in it. Everybody's in the same class, learning the same material, whether that's math or reading or writing or physics or any like advanced subjects that come up.、Um, it was just revolutionary because one of the stats that popped up was. Was like how long it took students to learn up to like algebra two, and that was like long division, like that was that was more advanced. That was like addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, long division, fractions, decimals,、uh, percentages, and then you start to get into like some some equations. And they said they be they got a real solid handle on algebra in the span of twelve weeks. Yeah. Where where normally students are learning math every year 
every semester, every quarter, from first grade all the way up to, to 12th grade, if they graduate high school, and they're, they don't really know their fractions. Like, they don't really know their decimals, and they don't, they're not solid with, like, they don't know what exponentials are, or, like, a whole variety of things. And, and they were saying that the reason because of that is that the students weren't interested in the topic. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I remember like one big big story in there was that there was this one kid who would spend pretty much all his day fishing, and they had a lake at the school, and so he could he could just sit out there and fish, and he would do that the majority of the day and the majority of the time at the school, and every year or a lot often he needed to talk with either the mom or the dad of the student and. And tell them, like, because they would call and they'd be concerned, like, I'm concerned all my son does is fish. And this teacher, the, the principal would have to to calm them down and say, okay, well, we know he's he's doing, he's fishing. And, and you think that's all he's doing. But he's actually learning a lot more than just fishing. Like, in fishing, he'll learn, he learns biology. He learns the makeup of the lake. He learns about the type, the fish themselves. He learns about what type of bait to use, what type of like conditions are good for that, where to catch them, what kind of fishing rods are out there, and, and a whole bunch of, of nitty-gritty information related to fishing that he's interested in. That he's interested in. in. That's and, that he's in. and that was the key, that he was interested in. And they had to remind him, like, don't worry. Like, the important thing to remember is that whenever he's ready to move on from this topic of fishing, he's going to attack that subject with the same enthusiasm that he goes after fishing for. And so they'd have to, like, calm him down. And then eventually the student got into computers and, like, making computers or repairing computers with spare parts from the Internet and then selling them on the Internet and he was doing well. And and all that started, that developed from his passion of fishing. And then his passion of fishing led into his passion for computers. And he's self, self-reliant, he's self-motivated, he's self-directed. That's a big difference yep. then when you come out of 12, 12 years of the standard education and then somebody tries mm-hmm. to direct you down this path down that path down the other path where this person where this person yeah. that you're describing a student he's already found a way to figure out what makes him happy what what's attractive to him and, he, and he's able to practice being you know going down that path going down this path but when we get out of school after 12 years we don't know we have no clue what's happy what we're yeah. interested in so that's why the decision was harder yeah. doing it that way. You know, not making decisions mm-hmm. for your entire entire childhood. And then when you, ha- you you become 18, you have to make big decisions. Then it's a shock to the system. You're not prepared. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You're not prepared for real life because you haven't been practicing yeah. making decisions for 12 years. Compared to that other mm-hmm. student, Who's practicing making decisions about what he's going to learn, when he's going to learn it, how how deep he's going to go into that subject, and then when he's done with it, how does that feel? And then, why? What's next? Mm-hmm. 
yeah that's a more yeah. organic way to grow up and learn stuff yeah just that was a good book because yeah. at the time you know i was questioning what's the best type of education for for both you and your brother mm. but but these mm -hmm. these options are not yeah. re re that readily available maybe homes yeah no yeah they're, they're not, not available out that were that readily out in the world around us maybe homeschool is homeschooling is a little more has a bit a little bit more of that flavor yeah yeah there's more flexibility yeah but i don't know you know that's, there's some other downsides to that the whole there is yeah with here you got to make sure your kids are involved in sports some team activity yeah that's become a, a, a bigger part that wasn't so big years ago now now they have yeah they have not only is it just organized sports but they got coaches and camps and for almost like every sport where every parent tries to get their son yeah. or daughter to be the super athlete oh, oh yeah the super right. athlete and it takes camps it's summer it's winter it's a it's tutor you know you know trainers personalized trainers that was mm -hmm. wasn't like that years ago yeah. we you know a lot of times we just a lot of times we fell into organized sports by accident yeah yeah just like yeah. friends were yeah that's how it. i actually became a wrestler yeah my friend my friend was a, a my friend's brother used to wrestle so he wrestled and then that was, since I was my friend, then I figured, all right, I'll wrestle. Yeah. But now, like, if That's you look right. at the, you know, wrestling program down in South Jersey, and this has been that way for a while, they started so oh young. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Collins was never doing it at a yeah. second grade. Yeah. Like, wow, yeah, it is. Have wrestlers that, that are competing yeah. from like first, second grade. I know. It's crazy. Like, and then you're, you're trying to compete against that when you, you just started the freshman year. <laughs> you got, you got, you got to be, yeah, you got to gain, get a lot Have of mat time in. That's right. <laughs> to beat a kid that's been wrestling. I, right? It's so much more. Some yeah, all the really. all the moves are so much more in their subconscious and that everything the way they move. It's so much ingrained in the subconscious. Mm -hmm. But uh so you know yeah. decision making is a is a big thing and uh that's one of the things young people have a, a difficult time doing is making the decisions because like I said, they haven't been practicing it for the past twelve years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you know, if you want to go here or go there or do something, then, you know, you need to first, like like we're talking about, you have to choose it. And then you got to make a plan how you're going to make it happen. Right. So that's like writing a goal. Yeah. Once you make a decision, what you want, yeah. then you're going to write a goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you plan how you're going to make it happen. A dream or a goal. And then underneath the plan, you have to have a, a financial plan. What what dollars do you need to make that plan work? 
a lot of times you need mm-hmm. to make your plan work to reach your goal. So you need a financial, yeah. right? Yeah, and that the, the financial aspect of the plan is, is usually the most important. Like sometimes, well, if you don't make that first decision and have a dream or a goal, then yeah, then there's, there's no, no need for no the need for it. Plan. So, so, you're, you're so let's just it. say you, you want to go to you decided you want to go to a certain school, or you, or you want to go learn a trade. Then you decide that. Then okay, what dollars do I need? First, okay, so you make the decision, and then all right, well, when would I go to school? Go to school in the fall. Well, if I went, okay, so that's the plan. And then, how many dollars do I need to go to school in the fall? Then that's the financial plan, which which supports the plan, supports the, the goal. Yeah. Yeah, how many dollars? Do you yeah, need? how many dollars do I need to make that happen? Or if I want to yeah. go to California, I want to go from point A to point B, then that's the goal. Then plan would mm-hmm. be, well, which roads am I going to take? Yeah. Yep. And where am I going to stay? Where am I going to sleep? And then underneath that plan, you have a financial, which is how many dollars am I going to need to do this? make this happen yeah mm-hmm. so yeah yeah really no that's that's good because like decision making is a huge, it's huge a, topic it's a, that sometimes doesn't get enough yeah time. no it's a very important skill that we have to develop yeah to be to yeah. be functioning adults in this world right <laughs> and they still don't they don't teach decision making in in school yeah. yeah how many classes did you have of decision making mm-hmm. right none it was the the most the most of the decision making I, I saw that came up was you'd get assigned a project and you'd be able to choose the topic oh and they'd say all right choose something that's, that's a good example but that's a great example of, of to the of the limit of it that was that was pretty That's, much the limit. It's it's all right. You can choose to write an essay or give a presentation. Now, when you go, see see that. So, so, <laughs> maybe maybe you can what a small a what a very very low limit in terms of exercising your your yeah. decision making skills ability. Right, you would want to be practicing that and get better at it and have getting tougher decisions and get better at that and get tougher decisions. But geez, that level low, you come out. And no wonder you look around and say, "What do I do?" That's what yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. they come out there, like, you know, they don't have they don't have that decision making skill, and then they have to choose: Am I going to go learn learn a trade? Am I going to go to college? What courses do I take? What school do I go? Am I going to go home? Go to work? Do I follow? You know, do I go pick a school close by? Is it like to sleep? Questions. <laughs> Let me just go back. So just go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Because the skills, the yeah, skills yeah. are not there. Mm-hmm. When, when yeah. you, yes. Yeah, no, the yeah. skills aren't there. Like it was, it was interesting. I was reading, I'm reading this talk about Joe Morrison. Um, 
who I didn't really know, but he's a famous musician. I haven't really probably listened to some of his music without knowing him. But one of the parts in the book is he's finishing up a class, and I think in college or doing a class, whether it's high school or college, and he said to the professor, like, instead of writing two essays, can I write one? And instead of these topics, can I, I write on this other topic? And the professor had never really heard that before, but he said, okay, this kid seems, seems passionate. Okay, instead of two essays, he can do one long essay and then just do it on this topic. And then he did, and he was really interested in the topic that he wrote about, and the professor really enjoyed his perspective on it. And just doing that is kind of way out of the well, ordinary to think that you can do something right. that the authority doesn't offer to you. Yeah. Oh, you. And by that point, too. Like there's there's more choices than just the two that are in front of you. And at the, if if you if you're interested, if you push yeah, it. if you push it, and, and at that point, you are so trained right. to listen to authority. Yeah, that is pushing it. That was risky. Yes. Doug, you there? Hello. I think you passed an hour, Doug. Yeah, we'll edit this out. Hello, Dougie. Oh, and we're back. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's a really good conversation, honestly, in regards to decision making. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was good. Um, yeah, and so so, and then the financial planning, you know. Yeah. You talk about that, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, you had you had mentioned that uh, you wanted me to. Uh, talk about you know the book that I was writing. Yeah, that's right. And those two subjects that we just talked about, decision making and planning, and then the finances supporting the plan. That leads into to you know Robert Kiyosaki stuff, which is money and finance. Yeah, people have to learn that too. It's not being taught in school. Mm -hmm. Young people have to learn. So when it when they get to be 17, 18, they need all these skills that they haven't been taught. And they're asked to become adults. And it's very difficult. Yeah. Because, because they need skills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, one, the one thing, the one story I was quoting before we got cut off was uh, about this guy, Jim Morrison who was given an essay to write and he went to his professor and he said, instead of writing an essay on these, instead of writing these two essays on these two topics, can I just write one big essay on this other topic? And the professor didn't really expect it. And he kind of like created his own rules, like his own thing to do, um, which is kind of breaking out of the system a little bit. It's kind of doing what you want with the with the system's like approval. Oh, at that point, you're a real rebel. 
You're you're a you're a real you're a rebel, but you're you're still oh, you're still getting we, the you're still getting the assignment done. And we need so many different uh, more skills than 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 that level. Uh, that's amazing, crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. The fact that like you can you can do something that's not option one or option two. It's option yeah, three. Yeah, but they don't this talk is college. about option three. This is college. You're you're about 23, 24 at this point. Yeah. And you're and you're still struggling with uh, such low level type of decisions and such low level. Yeah, risk. and then and then you see a classmate who's able to write one essay instead of two, and it's on this topic that he enjoys, so it's not much effort for him. And you're like, wait a minute, I I didn't know that was an option. And the professor would say, well, you didn't ask. Whoa. And we, we wonder why risk is, is such we're so unfamiliar with risk yeah you know when you're out in the real world taking calculated risks is important mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to invest in real estate if you want to do this you want to do that mm-hmm. this whole this whole dealing with risk that's a whole that's another subject like that we have not been trained in right yeah yeah really there's a there's I heard of a, a book uh, or a game. It's called the Game of Risk. Yeah, you've heard of it? Maybe it it kind of rings a bell a little bit. The Game of Risk, and then there's a there's a book written about winning at the Game of Risk. It's actually a game. Yeah, which I'm I get a sense of. It's like a mm-hmm. not like a board game. Yeah, it's like maybe like a board game. Probably yeah. That you play, that would help you. Yeah. Get past, get past risking, like chips or money or, yeah, get you more comfortable with it. Exactly, because when you take, when you choose a, a course, a curriculum, uh, a, a, you know where you're going to end up. That's a risk. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You're going to choose a school. That's a risk. You do what your parents did, or you do what you want to do mm-hmm. these are all things that weigh heavy on younger people and older people too but especially at 17 18 19 when you got to decide the direction of your future and no one's really helping you that much because you no know, you're an adult you should be able to do it yeah yeah it's, it's... Just, <laughs> experience in the, in the in your mind and your experience in your subconscious, there's no experience of risk, you know, successfully. Yeah. It, you know? It's tough at that point. It's... So then at that point, you, there's a lot more fear and stress involved. Yeah. Plenty because, more. Yeah, plenty more. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you don't want to make the wrong decision. Oh, I know. And then you don't really know how to make a decision. Yeah, you're, you're stuck with the decision you make. You right. think you are at least. You think you are. You don't know how flexible you could be. You don't know that you could change your mind in two years. Yeah. But yeah, and then on top of it, like if you start looking into how much college costs nowadays, like you oh. you better know what you're your what you want to do by the time you're you're paying 30, 40 grand a year. Talk about stress. Yeah, now it's it's financial stress. Yeah, and then how about the financial thing? Yeah, how about the financial planning? Yep, about and, that. And a majority of the time, it's either like if you're lucky, you have a, a parent or a, a grandparent or somebody who will pay for your college for you. 
if you're unlucky, you got to pay for it yourself or figure it out yourself. Well, it all depends what you consider lucky or that's, unlucky. That's 100% true. Exactly. Like if you, if you were 10 years old and had to, had to provide for the family oh, or, yeah. run, or run your father's convenience store, like <laughs> Kiyosaki's uh, rich, uh, his, his friend had to. Yeah. Then you would learn a lot more, a lot quicker. You'd be learning a lot quicker. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus if someone paid for your college, by the time you get out of college, then you're still unprepared. You're still unprepared. Yeah, you still don't really know. You just, yeah, you're, you're hoping. You, you may have a better situation. Somebody, you, that's one less thing you have to figure out. Like, oh yeah, that's later care of. Versus, I need to work four days a week for my entire college career to leave debt free. Right. Or to leave with minimal debt. But when you yeah. ta- when you tack on the fact that students are paying forty, like if you go out of state to Penn State, that's fifty grand a year. A year, fifty grand a year to live there, so room and board, it, classes, do good, tuition. If you do good with no lapses, like in your attention, and mm-hmm. pass all your classes and t- yep. take all the courses required, and yeah, you might get out of there with. In four years, two hundred thousand dollar debt. Exactly. Yeah, if you don't have to repeat any classes, if you don't change your degree, right? You don't drop drop any classes. Don't change your degree. Don't God for, don't don't change your degree. God forbid, because if you do, and you, you're you're, in, you're down the line, and you're in the beginning, you're you're lucky. It's you just take minimum general general education classes that are applied for any degree, like English and math. Or, your humanities they they apply for any degree but if you start going down the road of an engineer and you say oh shit i want to be the same for be me. A biologist you're like well and there goes four or five th- classes i'm not going to use there goes a number of semesters down the tubes yeah one two semesters like, 25,000 what, what is it 25 per semester 50 for a year yeah, if you're just talking Penn State, you're like Jesus. I just cost myself fifty grand for that decision. For that decision, <laughs> that was an expensive decision. Yeah, boy, yeah. that was a that was a costly one. Yo, exactly. That's not, even, that's not even saying you get distracted with a girl. Or... No, no, that's that's just assuming you passed all your classes. Everyone. Everyone. You didn't have to drop any. No. Take any. Liked all your teachers. Yup. Yeah, you survived. You made it through. Yeah. You'd be like, wow, that's an expensive decision. 50 grand later. (laughs) Yeah. And that's all to to decide your career and job. That's right. Yeah. Career and job. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And it's crazy because then, because that's an expensive decision. If if you it's fifty grand to change your career, and then on top of it, you're just that's before Guess. even getting into the career. And right, you're just you're guessing. Gonna like it exactly. Right. You're just guessing. So you go four years wondering. I hope I'm a fan of bio. I'm, I hope I like being a marine biologist. Right, right. But Not even get into it. 
And then you find out the majority of a marine biologist's work is applying for grants. And like a this tenth of your time is actually in the water or like doing studies or doing what you want to do. You're like, oh boy, did I fuck up? Yeah. See, that's why, that's why throughout our conversations over the years, we talked about, you know, going to school for something you like, you think you like, and then getting a job in that, in that career so you can have the theory at school and then the practical at work. Yeah. So if you do that while you're going through college, then you get a much better understanding if you're going to like where you're going. Yeah. Much, like, much more much more confident yeah. about that yeah, yeah. it's yeah. more like apprenticeship is how we do it in the trades exactly yeah yeah if you can get into your career whether it's marketing or whether even if you can like get in at the bottom where you're just an assistant to the marketing department and you're so just you can watching see. them so you can see exactly that's incredibly valuable sure just and watching it, and people at work Right. Just being around the environment. Do I like this environment? Do I like being in an office? Yeah. Would I rather be outside working with, working with my hands? Mm-hmm. Do I like being outdoors? Some do not like being in an office. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, being in a cubicle is... That's... That, I mean, it, that can could, be, it can be really draining. You could end up, you could end up in a cubicle, choosing a career. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. If and that that all depends. Like maybe one company's bad and another company's better. Well, uh, if you if you if you if you're trying different things as you're going through college, you think, oh, I, I do like this, but oh, I didn't like working here, so you go try somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else is there in this career? Because I may have to change it. Yeah. If it's all like this. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's a rough time. <laughs> it, that's it's yeah, it is rough. It is rough. It can be if you're like, oh boy, I, I just did three years of college. Now it's time for my internship, and you say, oh god, I hate this industry. This is crazy. I don't really like being a marine biologist. The the algae I'm around smells makes me want to vomit. Like any anything. Like, you're like I, this is not what I thought. What do I do now? Oh my god! And then especially like. At that point, so imagine that, like you're you're three years in, you're one hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt. You're you hate you're you realize you're not a fan of the career choice you made. Now you got to change it. Do you stick it out another year, and then get your degree there, and then and then choose to enter that field knowing you'll be unhappy your whole life? Do you? finish out that degree and then try to use that degree to enter a totally different field or do you go back to roughly the start not totally the start you have some general ed classes already under your belt but do you go back a year and get another 50,000 in debt for or maybe more for this other career path oh and then on top yeah yeah and then on top of it not only the pressure from yourself that maybe you didn't make the right decision, but then you got people around you maybe that are helping you pay. Oh boy! You have to explain to them well why you don't think that this is going to be for you. Yeah. 
And then yeah. add to that, you're not working full time, so you've been mm-hmm. going through school with almost no money in your pocket, unless you got yep, you got a job that you've been exactly working while you're trying to do the full time classes. Mm-hmm. At Penn State, yeah. at Penn State, where the curriculum is probably pretty intense during the day. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that can get real stressful. Oh yeah, and you're driving around a car. It's really not fixed up that well. No, no, it's a dilapidated car. You're working some odd job in retail. Just have money in your pocket. <laughs> like, just keep yourself fed throughout the week, as the school nickel and diamond you for is it, fifty grand. Right, as it is, it just go feeding you, feeding yourself throughout the week is a challenge. Kid, I just gotta feed myself. I gotta work so that I can feed myself. And then I gotta like do always, my school work. I'm always hungry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, that's that's rough. It is rough. That's really rough. If that's, that's, that's reality. That's, yeah, that's rea- It's reality in America today. Yeah. For sure. You know? Yeah, like back a good number of years ago, college wasn't as expensive. Like that. How much? How much was college when you were when you were a kid? Well, when you were looking at colleges. Well, I forget the exact amount, but I remember hearing a guy on the on the radio saying he used to be able to work a part time job in the summer and have enough mm-hmm. money for college for the year. Yeah, or maybe not part time, but he used to be able to work a job in the summer. Yeah, yeah, like a full time job. In, and then he had enough money for college for the year. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's. I remember I went to NJIT and I think it was like twelve hundred for like two, two or three classes at night. Yeah. Okay. So that'd be like two courses, six hundred dollars. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. Um, I remember hearing something similar. Like classes back then may have been like five grand for the whole year. That's probably about right. Yeah. Yeah, that was in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, in the eighties. Yeah, probably like five grand for the whole year. Yeah, this guy was talking. Yeah, this guy was talking in the seventies when he Mm -hmm. he used to work during the summer and he had enough money to pay for his his college. Mm Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, college. So so. So so, when you and the fact that we're not trained to make decisions and then we haven't been we haven't been given opportunity to find out what we like mm-hmm. or interested in and we have yep. no idea what these fields offer mm-hmm. and on top of it now college is, is a, a large ticket item large ticket item that you don't want to waste time like you, you want to know what you're doing. Yeah, there's no time. There's no time to. There's find, no time to waste. There's no time to waste to find out what you really like. No, there's no time for that. No, if you're in school, you better get busy. You better know what you're doing. Better get busy. Better get busy. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's like, why. Talk about South. Talk about that extra pressure being added onto things. Yeah, that's why that Salisbury School's principals were so much better. Yeah. Look at all that. Look at all that taught the young person as they were coming up. Yeah. <laughs> look at all the all the. That's a big deal. Yeah. 
So, but big deal. educational system, maybe it'll change, but uh, you know, these are the young people face it 17, 18, 19. You know, a lot of people don't look at the trades either. The trades are good, working with your hands, and the money, money's good. Mm-hmm. And and you get to serve an apprenticeship is which like what we're talking about working going to school yeah making full mm-hmm. salary as you, as you as you gain experience knowledge pay goes up yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. probably a better way for younger people to look at how they're going to go about this try to put those yeah together with the working to get the practical and the school get the theory. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, because then they could decide along the way, this is for me. And if they're working, they've gotten used to some money in their pocket, and they feel comfortable. Yeah. They feel comfortable. You feel comfortable with money in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah, you can feed yourself now. Now you can eat a little more. Now you can eat. On the holidays, at least. Yeah. No, you can eat. You can eat well if you if you work a full time in a in a business in a trade that's that's paying you decent wages. But not not some of these things like uh, where you're doing an internship. In, internship is like apprenticeship without the pay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and those are valuable to an extent. To an extent. Some internships but you still line need, you up for a job at the end. Yeah, but you still need money in your pocket. Yeah, that's that's why the paid internships are much better than the unpaid ones. Yeah. That's for sure. You need money in your pocket for travel travel expense. Once again, food. What you wanna eat? Uh you want to eat. Yeah. Regularly? Yeah, I wanna yeah, I wanna eat. What, regularly? <laughs> but like Three times a day. You want to eat every day? <laughs> every day. Oh boy, you're asking for a while. Oh, this is, I don't know if this this uh, this uh internship is for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. No, maybe maybe it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? It is nuts. Like, I have a I have a friend who is who is going down the the medical uh, residency route. He's on his way to become a doctor, and. He was telling me because I brought that up to him. I said, "Hey, so is that is that a thing? Like, nurses really and residents really not eat all that much? They don't get many breaks?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, it is." He said he was interviewing one place. And he said, "Oh yeah, we barely have time for breaks." Yeah, yeah. As 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 if as if the guy was saying that why. Like yeah, we barely have time to eat. Yeah, like he's proud while we're here. It's proud. Like he's proud of it, exactly. Yeah, no, there's no time to eat here. We're really happy about that. No, we're really busy. We're doing important work. We don't really eat here. Yeah, we we're on our feet pretty much the whole eight hours. Yeah, yeah, the whole twelve hours, really. Oh yeah, the twelve hours. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we might get we might get twenty minutes to ourselves. Eating's not a real big thing when you're. (laughs) No, no, it's 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 very low on our. Yeah, it's low on our list. Yeah, priorities. Yeah, no, we got we got patients to take care. of. Yeah, we're busy. <laughs> we're happy with our careers. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Like that's that's the wild part. And he said it as if they were bragging while they were while he was mentioning that. Like, yeah, we barely eat. We we barely have time to eat here. As if he's yeah, bragging. Bragging. That's a good thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, we barely have time to eat here. Like, oh, you you like to eat? Yeah, this might not be the place for you. But like, but but I'm trying to help people be a doctor. Yeah, no, that's great. You just got to give up eating. For, for just the time that you're going to school and serving your residency. Yeah, once you become a doctor, you can eat. Like eight years in the future. Yeah, you can eat by house. Then you can eat. Yeah. Then you can eat. Yeah. yeah. But until then, after you're done. Until then, we're just gonna look at you as if you're like greedy, needy. Uh, you, you might not be hospital material. Yeah, he's very needy. You're very needy, right? boy. Have you always been this needy? Right, right. You've been needy all your life, like this. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's about that's about the change. Yeah, I have. yeah, right. You want to come? Yeah, wait. You want to work with us? Oh yeah, wait, wait till well, just just spend two weeks with us. That's gonna change. You'll be like, huh? Oh boy, did I eat lunch today? Oh, I didn't. Oh, today was a good day though. Yeah, we eat something. You also hear eat, now we eat pretty much at our desk. Oh boy, that's another one you hear. Right. We, we eat at our desk usually. Really? Usually. Really? You eat at your desk? Yeah. In front of... That means that you don't have time to go out. We don't know. We don't, we're, 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 we're so old. You don't have time for your books. No getting food from the town, from the local local shops. Oh, no. <laughs> They're all closed down. No, no. You know, if the, regardless, you wouldn't have time for that anyway. Yeah, you know, you shouldn't really even think, even though we're in a pandemic and everything's closed, there's no time for that. No, no, barely time for takeout. Eat your food, get back to work. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got yeah. time for. Yeah, but in, in in the union environment, you get breaks, you get lunch, yeah. maybe yeah. yourself. Yeah, which is, which is wild that, that you really think the people in the medical profession are really working to that extent like my buddy said they they take pride in, in not having many breaks and working like 12 hours straight and you know believe it or not like that that breeds unhealthiness sure it does over time sure it does over time yeah even if even if you're having your breaks and feeding yourself well working 12 hours a day is is a strain yeah yeah, and then you think about it. Those are the people that are supposed to be taking care of us. Yeah. yeah. But they're barely taking care of themselves. Right, right. They, that was, that's one of the most highly stressed jobs, too, on top of it. They have, they have some of the most difficult problems, stress levels. Yeah. Is what I heard, is what I've read. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. yeah. That's rough. Oh, so, yeah, it's nice I'm not working 12 hours a day. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, I can, I can sit down for lunch. Oh, and I'll tell you, it's not easy for the body to squeeze into that either. It gets to you. Gets to you. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, on top of it, like, you know, it's it's partially, like, it's, it's well, in that situation, it's work culture. So it's the hospital. It's people saying, yeah, we don't, we don't have, you want to eat? No, we don't have time for that. So it's a work culture, and like a lot of it, believe it or not, is actually like an American culture. Like, really work hard, put your nose to the grindstone, like just just grind it out for a couple of years until you get what you want, and then you can relax, do whatever you want for the rest of your years. So that's where that's where that's, that's where a med- lot of it. 
So, yeah, so that's where a lot of stress comes in and a lot of difficulty for young people. And that's why meditation is such a huge, a huge thing because then you can uh, access your higher self, help you with that. And then, you know, see if this is something for you and then make a decision. But if you're not, if you're not using your spiritual tools to help you through that, it's very, it's very confusing and stressful. Because you're still difficult. good. Yeah, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. That's why young people need to address the spiritual aspect also. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as they start to find that place inside themselves, that quantum you, the quantum you, yeah. your higher self, and then sooner you get relief and you start making decisions from your, your inner being and it's helping you, or God is helping you. Yeah. To guide you through all that, all the things that are sort sort of missing, yeah. all, the, all the skills you're, you haven't been taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So the, the sooner people, the sooner people can figure out the spiritual aspect of themselves, the much way better off they are. Yeah. 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 No, it's, and you are way better off at that point. Right. You you know it. You know it. Right. You know yeah. from experience, you're better off. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely from my right? experience. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like being stuck in indecision is a horrible place to be, and just feeling stuck in general is a horrible place to be. Yeah, not not to mention the pressure your parents are looking at you, thinking, "What's what is he doing? What's he doing? Yeah, what's he doing? What's his plan? What's he doing next? Why's he, right. why he just sitting down? What's his plan? Well, I don't know. Oh, what my, I was a Shoot, oh, that really helps. Well, I was a kid. Well, sometimes it does help, but people still need that inner guidance system. Yeah. That's why you have so many people out there like Joe DePenza, Abraham Hicks, The Secret, trying to help people direct themselves to this part of themselves so they can start to navigate through life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you've that done the stuff. You've done the work. You've done the work, so you have that advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, and we we all kind of go through those those situations. I feel like it's kind of like a rite of passage, just a little bit. Well, it is. It's a rite of passage from being a young person to being an adult. That's really yeah. what being an adult is. When you can take all these new the skills that we're talking about. And then combine it with spirituality, your ability to connect with your inner being. Then you're perceived as being an adult, like a competent adult, because you can navigate through things. Even though you may not have a lot of experience, you've got a good handle on making decisions, choosing what you want, what you're attracted to, following it, taking risks. Yeah, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a. It's a tough. It's a, it's tough deciding what what you're gonna do for life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. At it's, any it's, point. Yeah. That you think that you have to stick with it. The rest the of your rest life. Of your life. Well, that's that's a, a mistaken thinking, but that is a mistaken thinking. But you don't know much else at this point. Right, going through twelve years of school. You're just hearing what people are telling you. You just, you just, yeah. Hopefully, you yeah. have 
good people, smart people around you. But if you don't, yeah, yeah, you're you're in more trouble. You're in, yeah, you're in survival mode. Yeah, exactly. And that's not fun. No, no, it's, it's rough. It's it, fight or flight. I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta do something bad. Oof. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of really in a crunch like gosh just rob a bank so <laughs> like ideas like that are sounding more attractive right well that's right that's why people turn something serious right to, to get some cash flow going yeah rob a bank man it takes you down a bit you know a real bad path <laughs> oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so. yeah 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 so so, yeah, it's it's an important skill. It's an important skill. I don't think it's it's definitely not taught enough. Um, which which skill? To decision making. Oh yeah, man. Well, that's not, not taught enough. No, it's not practice. Practice enough early. Discussed in- enough. Like, right, discussed enough. Discussed enough. How do you make decisions? Well, pros and cons list. That's great. That's one way. What's another way? Meditation. Right. right. Asking your inner being. Great. That's right. a great way God. too. What's asking another God way? for help. Praying, like asking God for help. Exactly. That's Pray. another way. Like Dear Lord, please help. People around you. That's another way. Talk to some right. experienced people. That's another way. Right. Like, oh boy. Which, which way do you like to do it? Well, I don't yeah. know. Well, let's practice. Yeah, yeah, use use one, use all of those ways. Right, use one, use all the ways. If, if find out which one you like best, but not, and now let's practice. Yeah. Right, and that would be much yep. better for a young person mm-hmm. rather than sitting learning English for twelve years. Mm-hmm. Learning history, yeah. which is probably incorrect. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. Oh yeah. It's definitely a change. Oh yeah, that's that's why, yeah, that's why when young people come out of school, they're so ill prepared for the real world that it's such a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's a like even if you did all these things as you were growing up, it would still be a challenge to choose a direction and choose a a, a life path that you were attracted to. Still would be a challenge, but much less. Yeah, much less. So mm-hmm. you, I've done this before. I know how to make decisions. I know what a, this feels right. I want to go this way. Okay, then you go that way. But it, but when you don't have anything to refer back to, you know, then it's major. Yeah. And like you said, if you had the course to go to college. Oh my gosh! Now yeah. there's no time to make mistakes. <laughs> no time to make bad decisions either. No, none. Mm-mm on your game oh from Costing the game you and your family money hey you graduated <laughs> don't you know don't enjoy the summer too much because fall is going to be here yeah don't you think don't you think you're you're going to have a good time well let's say between high school and college it's like oh what yeah. do you think have a good time uh, this summer 
<laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, so what oh. we were talking about, what we were talking about is that, uh, and this is, you know, coming from the things I was talking to you about before, which is a deliberate creation, the ability to deliberately create mm-hmm. what you want, right? What you want. And that comes from the Abraham Hicks books, right? Law yeah. of Attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, ability to create what you want if you know what you want, and then to come to the understanding that we're attracting things by our thinking and yeah. become aware of our thoughts, mm-hmm. creating or miscreating. Yeah, it really pays if people are 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 not opposed to reading. Some people are don't like to read. Really, mm-hmm. if you can read, find good books like yeah. Joe Depenza, Robert Kiyosaki, Abraham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reading is big. Reading's big because you reading very big. Yeah, because you get the training, you know, the tools that you need to fill the gap. Mm-hmm. So if you could, if you could not. You know, if you could pick up books and read them, the ones you're attracted to on subjects you're interested in, like the subjects we've been touching here, mm-hmm. you can make up the difference. It would yeah. be better if they were officially presented in class as subjects of value. Yeah, and and everybody could you know work together and discuss them and work on them. That would be ideal. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not getting the training in school, you. Have, you have to get training somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you identify these skills that you have. Decision making, yeah. Spirituality, law of attraction, your inner self, meditation. Mm-hmm. These you could get from books. There's plenty of books on these subjects that can help. So that's like really big. If if someone's in the position that we're talking about, reading, meditating. You know, thinking, decision making, making decisions, and practicing this stuff regularly helps, mm-hmm. helps big time. Fills the gap. Yeah. Fills that gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's big. It's really big. Yeah. Imagine that. Then the fact we we said it like you add on the fact that college is fifty grand a year, then you don't have time to make mistakes. Like that's that's why community college is so important. Thankfully, community college is so important. You're able to to spend that time and like get out some some regular classes, things that aren't working too well, and yeah, you, you slowly figure it out for a for a cheaper price tag, which is a big deal. I still get you. You still there? So I can't hear you. Alright, we'll, we'll we'll be right back. Oh, Father. Dougie. Well, welcome back. Well, welcome Looks like back. I had a. The only success I had was um, closing the last, closing everything. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I had to take it off my phone. You know how you close all? Yeah, you close your tabs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, in, that works. Mess in the uh, text messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that works a lot of times. Um, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we got you back. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I wanted to to wrap this up, but I also wanted you to tell tell the listeners about the book you have going on. Oh, that was uh, we we pretty much uh, covered the the important uh, aspects of the book. It's called it's a survival guide for young people, young men and women. A survival guide for older people too, but it's mostly directed to young people. And uh, we pretty much went over we went over some of the important things like decision making but there's chapters that are broken down into categories so this way you can take this confusing thing called life and break it down into parts for example the first uh the first uh, category is body health and appearance because your your health is your first wealth mm-hmm. robert kiyosaki right yeah and then the second and you know these categories the second one is money and finance which is important to understand that and raise your level of intelligence and robert kiyosaki is one of the best authors to, to go start with and then we were talking about career and job because that's why a lot of people go to school to mm-hmm. get a career and job and then we also touched on spirituality that's another chapter because meditation and the spiritual authors that we talked about and the principles mm-hmm. that the spirituality is a big part and then new habits and new skills that's important too those are other uh, two chapters because sometimes you have to gain new skills to advance to change your life to be who you want to be and new habits sometimes you have to create new habits so there's chapters on that and then there's also relationships or personal relationships and then also family and all these other relationships we have but those are important it's another chapter and then material possessions we talked about having a car having an apartment living on your own these all these things all are are areas that people need goals and they need dreams and so that they create the life they want yeah but we did a good job talking about the important things and once you get the principles down is that you have to make a decision you have to make a plan right your decision is like turns into your goal mm-hmm. and then your plan is how you're going to get it and the financial plan that supports that plan and then when you use these types of uh, skills in all these different areas you can start to get a handle on this thing called life instead of looking at it as one ball of oh my god one ball of i don't know what to do mhm yeah so we break it down into workable parts and apply spiritual uh principles financial principles and new skills and habits like learning how to make decisions learning how to meditate learn how how to contact your higher self all these things helps people uh helps people guide themselves through to what they want so that they can have a happy life yeah which is what we all want 
Yeah. That's good, Father. Yeah, That's great. really good. Yeah, good call, Dougie. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is really great. Yeah, I'm happy I was able to get you on. You always have a lot of good things to say, so. Yeah. Well, so do you. I'm sure the, the listeners are a fan of hearing your wisdom. Well, I hope they are. I hope they are. But but it was a, it was a great first call for both you and me. Yeah, that's right. First one, I'm sure I'll have you on again. <laughs> okay, great, thank you. All right, very nice, Father. Well, thank you for being on. Take care. Okay. And I'm, I'm thankful for all the listeners that tuned in. Yeah, that's great. I hope they enjoyed it. I hope they enjoyed it, too. I'm sure they did. Okay. All right, Father, we'll pick this up another time. Okay, talk to you later. All right, have a wonderful day. You too. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you.